In a world where one man makes it his mission to get people's minds into that growth state, a state where their minds are literally growing and expanding past a point of previous belief. Michael Ostro in That Growth State. Hey, hey, this is Michael Ostro, and uh, we're going to do like a part two of interviewing Rob Kreshek because... We didn't get enough stuff in the first one. I like. I wanted to ask him a bunch of other questions because he's got some stuff he's been using to back out of the Mount Hughes' tech. Um, some of them I think are really cool. One of them is on the work side of things, um, and then the other one is his phone, which is kind of like a kind of looks like a joke. Like <laughs> your phone is what is it like two inches big? It's like the size of a credit card. Oh, That's, yeah. If you hold up a credit card to it, it's it is almost exactly the same size. <laughs> so so why did you get a phone that's the size of a credit card. Like, why you have two phones now? I do, and you might think, well, doesn't that make things more complicated? And I, and I guess it could if I let it. But um, I went to Verizon. They have this this phone. It's called the Palm, like just like Palm Pilot from way back in the '90s. It's the same company, same brand, but it's a smartphone. But it just has this ridiculously tiny screen and horrible battery life, which is actually <laughs> I almost think it's a good thing because it really forces you to make sure that you are using your phone deliberately. That This phone will only last with a screen on it lasts an hour from 100% to zero. the worst battery life on the planet. How much did you say this phone actually costs like retail value? So new, it's a $350 phone, which is, was just a total ripoff. I thought that was ridiculous. But instead I went on Amazon and got it refurbished and it looked, I thought it was brand new and I got it. I got it for 80 bucks. So I said to myself for 80 bucks, I'm definitely going to give this a gamble and see how it's going. And so I went to Verizon. They put us another SIM in there, and it cost me 10 bucks a month for the service for the SIM. But basically now, anytime someone calls me or texts me, it goes to both phones. And so what I've done over the last three days, just as a kind of, it's kind of an experiment, is I only use the small phone, only use this Palm phone. And it really has actually changed a lot how I use the phone because you really don't want to do anything on it. And typing on it is horrible. I mean, I don't even have that big of hands, but, you know, even just typing a text message, it's possible and you can do it, but it just makes you want to not do it, which is the yeah. whole point of it, you know. Um, but the biggest thing that I noticed that I was telling my fiance this last night is uh, I didn't realize that when I'm driving, I constantly I'm looking at the maps at Google Maps and I'm really really horrible with directions and I I realize this and that's why I use maps to get everywhere even now even after I've lived here seven months I use maps to get everywhere I don't care but with this phone now I instead of like constantly looking at maps just to make sure where I am I look at it and then figure out where the next one or two turns are and then put it away and so it sounds weird but I'm a lot more present when driving and it was almost weird the first day I was like wait Am I supposed to just look around instead of be looking at my phone? And I, it was just a weird experience. But I, it made me realize how much I was using my phone when I was driving, which is totally unsafe. You that's, know? that's so interesting because I was in the exact same boat. And I see so many people that have to turn their um, their map on when they're driving constantly. And, yeah, you don't, you're not aware that you're constantly thinking about your phone, looking at your phone. But your mind's on it constantly. So you're not always aware of just everything that's going on. No. So – I do the same thing. I look at my phone and I try to memorize the, all the directions at first. I'm, it's like a, also a memory thing for me. I try to memorize all the directions I'm going to take 
And then I put my phone down and I don't even turn the, um, the directions on. I don't click start. And then I try to make the whole way there. And if I like, I'm like, Oh, I can't remember a turn. If I'm at a stoplight, I'll pick my phone up, zoom into it. And I'll be like, all right, these are the next four turns or whatever until I make it there. Yeah. And see, and I, I needed to get better at that. And I, but I think that having this phone is going to prompt me to do that more and also not be quite as, quite as embarrassed in front of my fiance when I can't get somewhere that I should really know how to get to. I don't really care though. I, what I tell her is it allows me not having to memorize where to go helps me uh, devote brain power to more things that are more helpful anyway. <laughs> awesome. So you said you got the phone three days ago? Yeah. Um, so what are some other things that you're hoping to like get out of using this phone rather than using your other phone? Yeah. So, well, I didn't, so I purposefully did not install any apps on it except for Gmail when I first got it and like Spotify. And I've added a few more. I've added um, Amazon and um, I think that's about it. But I, I purposely didn't install a lot of apps because I wanted to see, first of all, what apps on my main phone am I, do I have on there that I'm not even using, which is actually quite a few. And secondly, I just want to know, do I even really need all that stuff on there? Do I really need to have all those other apps and, and things like that? And I, and I don't think I do. Um, I really don't. So wouldn't even be as good to look at Instagram on a credit card size phone. <laughs> well, that was the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, I didn't, I specifically did not install any social media apps whatsoever. No Twitter, no Instagram, no Reddit, no Facebook. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I intend to never put them on this phone. So by doing that, we talked in the last um, episode about anxiety, depression, things that can be caused, but what are things that you hope to improve by using these things less, using social media less? Um, are there, Things you want to spend more time on, things you want to focus more on, or are there, are there, are you just trying to back out as much as possible of spending time on tech so that you can find better uses of your time? Yeah, that's a good question, and I, I guess I didn't really think that much about what I would spend my additional time on, but I think to me it's just going to be to be more present, really, more present when I'm driving, more present with the people that I'm with, more present when I'm when I'm actually on a phone call to not be multitasking or doing other things. So I don't know if it's necessarily. I'm sure it will free up some time. I'm, I'm very confident of that. But I think the bigger benefit for me will just be to to feel like I'm having money more. I'm having many more positive interactions with people and I'm just doing fewer things, but higher quality things. If that makes sense. That really does make sense. I um, I have been journaling. It's a thing I've been doing for now a couple of years. And um, I also have a gratitude journal. When I wake up, I try to think about the things that I are most important from that day, but also what, what I really want to accomplish that day. And when cool. I think about what's most important for me, I go through meetings and I talk about how I want to be present in that meeting. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, whether it's social media or not, we can just go on with our days and not really be very present. And we're just doing the things or maybe we're really busy. And at the end of the day, we're just like so exhausted, but we're not present with everyone and everything that we're doing. So I journal about being specifically when I'm with someone. And I wrote it even before today that I was going to meet with you, that I wanted to be very present while chatting with you. Cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you did that. And, and I wish more people would do that. And I think that, you know, the more, the more that our cell phones become ingrained in our lives, the, the more difficult it becomes to do that because then you're, you're, we're constantly inventing new reasons to be on our phone. Right. I mean, it, before social, you know, now that there's social media on phones, I mean, it just it's just like 
the amount of time that we're spending is continuing to increase. And I just don't think people even realize that it's happening because it's, it's, it's really happens kind of slowly over time. You know, it's not like, Oh, last week I spent an hour on my phone per day. And now this week I spent three. That's just not how it works, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I just wish people would be aware of that. But, uh, but I think that's really cool that you're being very deliberate. And I, um, I really wish other people would do that because I think that they would really notice a big difference in the quality of their relationships with people. Cool. On the, on the last episode, uh, you, you finished out by saying how people could contact you and then saying that you try to filter all your sources of communication into one so that you're not going to Instagram to check notifications, going to Facebook to check notifications, going here to check notifications, going to your email, to your text. Like If you could focus everyone into that platform, then you can check it on your own time. Yes. Yeah, so the <clears throat> this is I'm I'm like I'm very obsessed with productivity and efficiency and time use and all these things and I've like read a lot of books about this stuff and I've found a system for me that works and the system is just simply this I use my email uh, inbox and Gmail as a to do list and um, and I try to filter every single thing I have to do through there other than certain things that I put on my calendar, which are usually a lot farther out, like months out or something, or, you know, like a trip or things like that. But, but I found that if I filter everything into my email, it just makes everything so much more manageable and I don't miss things. So for instance, a lot of people will do a lot of things with text and email. They'll like, you know, half their business communications are via text and half are via email. Well, now when you go to your email and you're searching for some conversation that you had and it's in your text messages, you might think that it didn't exist, but it does. It's just in your text. And now even if you have two systems, text and email, it becomes way more complicated to figure out what the hell is going on or what you need to do or what you said or what you agreed on. And so I really, really just think focusing everything into one system into my email is so much simpler. And, you know, it's, I think it's actually comical how many more things we have, right? We have Evernote, we have Slack, we have email, we have Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger. I, it, I hate Slack. I, <laughs> I purposefully, I have a Slack account, but I don't go on it because it's just, it's one more thing to check. Like, and if I can't do, if I can't put everything in there, then I don't want to use it. And, and email is the only thing, in my opinion, where you can put everything easily. And I'm sure some people will disagree with that, that love Slack or whatever, but I, I don't agree with I mean, you. Some people love it. They love it. They do. I, I did my best to stay away from Slack as long as I could. The only reason I got it was because uh, I helped organize Denver Startup Week and the whole team <laughs> used it. And I was like, oh, no, I have to stay in touch with the Denver Startup Week team so I can help organize it. So then I downloaded it. And after that, I started seeing how people interact with it. Like they could be in a conversation with you and they'll get the doot, doot, doot. And they'll look down at it and then they'll be out of the conversation. You have to pull them back in the conversation. People do that with the uh, Apple watches or something like that. Doot, doot, and they'll like get the buzz and they'll look at that. And they're out of the conversation instantly. Like I thought they were checking the time. No, they're reading a text message in conversation. I think All Slack does that not only during conversations, but during a workday, during a, a dedicated purpose of focus. I've worked next to someone where she's literally working on some coding and then all of a sudden she gets a do 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 and then she jumps in the conversation and starts doing that just but and like work you will you're literally expanding the amount of time that you have to do the work because you're not allowing yourself to go into a deep focus and finish that work you're breaking that focus which means you have to come back to it and refocus later so, and so i have some stats from the neck because i i 100 agree with everything you just said what if i told you that you could cut out two hours out of every work day 
most people be like, oh my God, yeah, I would totally cut out two hours. You know how I come up with that figure? Research shows that when you multitask and you have stuff like Slack or chat or even if it's just email, but you're constantly checking it, every single time you switch a task, it can use up to 25% more time. So think about that. If you are super, you think that you're a super multitasker and you're constantly switching between things, you're essentially wasting 25% of your time or two hours in a workday. That's mind blowing to me. Mind blowing, yeah. And so I get really, I actually get pissed when like I'm in my email and I'm getting stuff done and I'm like really focused on like, hey, here's this one thing that I'm doing. And then I get a phone call. And like a lot of the time, unless it's super important, I'm, I won't answer it, even if I can, because I'm just like, I'm doing this thing right now. And I know that if I take this phone call, it's going to screw up my focus and it's just going to take me that much longer afterward. And so I'm super deliberate about that. And do I get as many things done as if I, in, instead of multitask, like if I was multitasking, would I do more things? Probably. But would the quality of those things be far worse? And would I have far less, um, you know, quality output? Yeah, it would be a lot worse. And so I would much rather have quality over quantity. I 100% agree with that. I um, Monday mornings, 100%. I turn my phone on do not disturb until at least noon. If you start awesome. off the week going with other people, like when they're reaching out to you or those calls oh. or anything, your whole week could be screwed. But yeah. I try to do that multiple times a day where I'm like, all right, time for deep focus. And then I turn that do not disturb on, and then I keep working. But mm. I have a question for you. Uh, some of the research you were saying, some of the stuff I've resonated with and heard before, is there any book recommendations or something that you would recommend for someone to read? For In terms of like how to use your time or or just like any kind of book recommendation? Or like what are you talking? Sounds like you got a couple. So actually, <laughs> let's do one from each. Let's do one from how to use your time. Okay. And then let's do one from just overall. Yeah, so I think... I'll give you two for using your time effectively because I can't just limit it to one. Um, my all-time favorite, second most influential book in my entire life was Four Hour Workweek by Tim yeah. Ferriss. Okay. I always tell people, I'm like, look, if do yourself a favor. If you will just be open-minded and read the first five chapters, it's going to take you only about two hours of your time, right? But if you read the first five chapters and that resonates with you, please read the rest of the book because I feel like it... It, it, it helped me think completely differently about everything in life, time, retirement, money, vacations, work. Like it just, it like made me, it's just completely changed my relationship with all those things. And I think until people think about those things differently, they may not understand why it's so important to, to, to be deliberate about those things. Um, the second one, which is not as exciting or groundbreaking of a book, but it helped me kind of come up with my quote system is the book called getting things done. I think the author's last name is Alan. Uh, I can't, I can't remember for sure. Um, it's a little bit dated, but basically I adapted his methodology to, uh, the technology like today's technology. And so, um, I really like that book and it, cause it helped me to figure out how I should be organizing my system and then just come up with a system in general to get, you know, to get stuff done. Um, it's by the author is David Allen, David Allen. So, and then, um, my all time favorite book recommendation, which I'm really grateful to my fiance for, for essentially making me not, she didn't make me read, but she kept on mentioning it over and over and over and over and over until I finally read the book. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a couple books where it's like, there's life before this book and there's life after this book. And this is one of those books for me. So the book is 
The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. And his last name is spelled G-R-E-E-N-E, Robert Greene. And this, so Robert Greene is sort of like Malcolm Gladwell, but for understanding people. So this guy has made it his life study of, of like uh, combining like economic sociology and psychology and putting it in a, putting it together in a way that is very easy to understand. And this book is his, it's his magnum opus. It's the summation of all his life's work before this in one single book. And uh, so the laws of human nature is all about how we interact and like what motivates us to do what we do. It's basically like a handbook to understand humanity. That's about the best way I can explain it. And so, you know, when, before I read the book, I thought I kind of understood people and, you know, I would pay attention to certain things, but after reading the book, it's like having x-ray vision to, <laughs> to see what people's motivations are and to see like why they're doing what they do. It's just so fascinating. And it really helps me understand every single interaction and most importantly, myself totally differently. Um, I, I cannot recommend the book enough. I, I think if, if I had one single book that all of humanity should read, it would be that book. I Huge think. recommendation for that book. Yeah. Laws I of Human Nature. I have not read that. And now I'm going to read that book. That's like jumps highly on my list just from hearing you say that. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I really appreciate those book recommendations. Um, and we're talking about different tools. So while we were talking about emails coming into your inbox and setting a, a, a task to actually go check your inbox at certain times, Rather than just checking it all the time, you did say that, uh, and I, I see when I email you, that you have a software on your email to make sure that you're limiting the emails that you see. Yeah, so I use a couple different things in my email to better manage it, and they both are really helpful. The first one is Boomerang, and that's a service where if you have an email in your inbox, and let's say you know you have to respond to it, but you don't want it in your inbox anymore, you can choose to let it, to make it leave your inbox for some pre-specified period of time. It could be a day, a week, a month, a year, you know, you can decide. And then when that pre-specified time comes, you know, is, is the present, it comes back in your inbox. So for instance, uh, let's say I, there's a party coming up and I want to decide if I'm going to go, but I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm going to go uh, and I want to decide in a week's time. So I'll hit boomerang, bring this email back in a week and then it comes back in a, and it, so it leaves my inbox and then it comes back in a week and then I can respond to it. So it's, it's a really cool system to like clear crap out of the way that you know you still have to respond to, but you don't want to see. It just makes it a lot more manageable. Cool. But the other one, um, which I really like as well, is it's called Inbox When Ready, Inbox When Ready. And it's totally free. Um, and, and I'm not getting anything and I'm not affiliated with it in any way, but you know, I really like it because what it does is you set these parameters. So you say, I want to see my inbox uh, a certain number of times per day and or a certain number of minutes per day. And so it's so like, let's say um, it tells I say I only want to see my inbox five times per day. So when you go to Gmail, when you open it up and this is active, you don't see anything. You see zero emails. But what you can do is you can still go into your folders or search and all those emails will come up just as normal. So you can still use your inbox. But um, so 
I go to my e- I, I go to my Gmail, it shows nothing, and I hit show inbox. Well, I've used one of the five times that I can see my inbox. So I hit the show inbox two, three, four, five times. So after the fifth time, it makes me delay by 15 seconds. And you can choose the amount of time that it takes for you to see your inbox. So I can make a delay for a minute or two minutes or five minutes or 10 seconds. But the point is that after you go in there a certain number of times, it penalizes you. And so what it does is it's making you be much more deliberate about like, oh, shit, if I'm going to go into my inbox, I need to be deliberate about what I'm going to do or how much time I'm going to spend or, or be focused and not interrupted because I only have a certain number of times that I can do that before it starts getting annoying. <laughs> so I will tell you guys, um, at the bottom, uh, the free version has a signature at the bottom of his email, which is how I actually knew that he was using this system. So I clicked it. I'm like, you know, Rob is doing all this stuff to make sure he's backing out of just using tech all the time and make sure he's freeing up his time to focus on things that matter to him. So anyway, I clicked on it. I would recommend going to the inbox when ready site. I'll also put all this in the notes. Um, and just looking, there's a little video on there. Everything that he said is in a small video and it really, really makes sense. Um, I actually have a virtual assistant in the Philippines who goes through all my emails and divvies them up and puts them in folders. So I try to spend as little time as possible in emails. And I actually try not to respond within 24 hours to emails. Because once you respond to an email, you're in, you're instantly going to get another response back from the other person. They're going to read it and respond back to you. That just starts a whole conversation up. Then you need to go back and check it and back and forth. So what I highly recommend to do, you can, you know, you can take time to email back rather than just email immediately. But when you email back, put as much information in that email as possible to close out that conversation. Mm-hmm. If you are setting up a time or scheduling with someone, um, don't say, hey, what times are you available? Or don't just throw out one time. What I do with people is I'll throw out three to four times, sometimes more times than that. And I'll also say, or if it's more convenient for you, here's my Calendly link. And I'll put all of that in there so that it is now on them. And then I don't have to continue that conversation anymore. Those are great tips. I love that. So um, I know as well that uh, you, you have a call coming up. It, it, so I don't want to make this last too much longer, but I do appreciate you sticking around for so long now that we made like two parts of this. Absolutely. Um, what I would like to ask, is there is there other tidbits or other things that you would like to say or throw in that could help people? Um, yeah, that, that's really tough because, you know, it's it's just there's so many ways that you could improve your relationship with technology. I think the biggest thing that people need to do is ask yourself, why am I using technology? What do I use it for? To me, I think of technology as a tool. I don't think of it as an entertainment device. It's not a multimedia device. It's not a video game device. It's not something that I spend hours on social media with. It is a tool. And I think that if you if you really think carefully about how you're using your phone and what you're using it for, and you change that relationship in your mind, that makes a lot of these other tips that I'm talking about or a lot of these other things that I'm suggesting to be a lot easier because you just, you have a different relationship with the phone. Um, but it really, some it does take some deliberate thought about, hey, like I'm, I need to use this as something that's productive, not as something that is a time waster. And, um, and I think it's people, a lot of people don't want to admit that it's a time waster. It is, yeah. it is a time waster for everybody. It's just a question of how, how much, much time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just think if you start being more mindful about how much time you are potentially wasting on there, I mean, think about this. If I told you that I could save you an hour a day or 365 hours in a year, 
what would you do with 365 hours? How many books could you read? How many, how much more money could you earn? How many more good relationships could you have? How many vacations could you take? I mean, with 365 hours in a year, that is so much time and people don't think about That's it that way. That's a great way to think about it. Rather than thinking, you know, I'm just going to spend a little bit more time with social media today. And you spend that extra hour not, not really accomplishing anything, not really feeling good, not really doing anything. And to think about, like you just said, add up those hours. That's five hours in a, in a, in a work week, seven hours in a whole week. What, what else could you do with those seven hours? Could you read a book literally in those seven hours? Like you could do so much stuff if you just limited the amount of time you spend on these platforms. Mm -hmm. And and I think people don't think about it in that way. And, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll end with this, one of the things that um, made me want to delete this video game that I had and I, I used to play video games a lot, but I, um, you know, I got away from it for a really long period of time. And then about a year ago, I decided to start playing them a little bit more. And, and in this game, it shows you every time you launch the game, how many hours you played the game since you ever purchased it. And for me, it, I, I got to the point where I'd played the game 250 hours <laughs> over, uh, I think it was over like a year. Uh, no, it was maybe it's like two years. So I think the math came out to something like it was basically like 40, 30 to 40 minutes a day I had played on average over two years. And I was like, this is so crazy. I could do so many things with 250 hours. I'm <laughs> deleting this immediately and I'm not playing it again. And I haven't. I like the way that you view that approach. You don't just do that with tech. You did that with business. You do that. Like we were just talking about employees and hiring like before this conversation. But I love the way that you take that large approach on, you know, the total budget or the total amount of hours and then break it down to say, I could use this time more effectively. Is this really the best way for me to be using my time? Yeah, absolutely. So Rob, once again on this episode, will you uh, say the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah, guys. So like I was saying earlier, it's I really try to funnel everything to my emails. So the best way to get a hold of me is my email. Uh, my email address is R-A-K-R-E-C-A-K at gmail.com. I know it's a weird name, so I'll, I'll say it one more time. It's R-A-K-R-E-C-A-K at gmail.com. I really look forward to chatting with you and seeing if I can help you with your technology use and or just chatting about something fun. Um, I'm always available, so please get a hold of me. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rob, for coming on. I will have that email in the notes as well as each book he talked about and the uh, software that can be used. Oh, I do have one more uh, one more thing. Um, Michael, I was hoping that you could do something for... Oh, uh, <laughs> for I was going to bring it up on this. <laughs> I would, I would like as, as part of the, as part of a, um, you know, part of the buy-in for this podcast, I would, I was wondering if you would commit to deleting all social media from your phone for five days. Such a it's long It's not time. even a week. It's just five days. Would you do that for us? I think I have to. <laughs> I think I have to. So, but I have to figure out what time that I'm going to be able to do that. Like, I like, how, oh, so what I was saying to Rob uh, was I post so much. I tried my best not to absorb content, but I post so much social media that when I give that up, I'm giving up my reach out to the world, which is essentially what everyone's having all the time when you're having this conversation with people. I'm giving up that aspect. And for five days, it's going to be tough. It, you'll survive. I have confidence you'll survive. You'll be fine, Michael. So I will do this. All right. And I'm going to let the let my you know followers, whatever, know that I'm going to do it before I do it. But I will. 
How, so how about it has to be you have to do the five day fast before the end of January. How about that? Okay. Put a time frame on it. Okay. All right. Deal. I love it. I love the commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, uh, if you're going to delete your social media, feel free to do that too. Maybe you can do it at the same time uh, as I do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cheers, guys. So this was the episode where Rob challenged me to go without social media for five days. If you do follow me on social media, you saw that I did that. And that was in December when I was traveling back to New Orleans to see my family. And I figured it was the, it would be the perfect time to get off of social media and just be very present with my family. Um, it worked really well. So there were a lot of times where I pulled my phone out of my pocket and like checked um, just my phone. Like there was, n- there was nothing. I wasn't going into a social media app. I just pulled it out and like I was like, oh crap. Uh, uh, I just put it back away in my pocket. But it just... I felt that tendency to want to keep pulling it out. And I know that was because I wanted to check some social media or if there was a point in time where I was a little bit bored, I'd pull my phone out of my pocket. There are settings on your phone to check the usage of different apps. So when I checked the usage of different apps, I could tell I spent a lot of time on Instagram. So when I took the social media apps off my phone, I actually spent a lot of time on messages. I was spending a tremendous amount of time flipping through messages um, when I was bored. And trying to respond or start new conversations with people, so I was actively taking time to t- uh, to to talk to people, but I still wasn't being as present as I wanted. I could only imagine over time maybe that would improve, uh, but it was a very interesting learning experience for me to get out of my own way and stop just being so into the piece of technology that was in my pocket and just constantly thinking about it. Just like people talk about those phantom texts or phantom buzzes when you feel like your phone tech uh, buzzes, like, oh, I got a text, and you pull your phone out, and nothing happened, like, you don't have any text, you just thought you had a text, we're just constantly thinking about our cell phones, so I think it was great that Rob challenged me, I did do five days off social media, it did change a lot of things for me, actually, one of the biggest things that changed is I have no notifications anymore for um, my social media apps, so... I put them in a whole separate folder way in the back of my phone. So I have to scroll all the way to the back just to get in there and no notifications are on for them. So if anyone messages me on anything um, or if I get likes or shares, comments, anything, I won't get a notification for it unless I get in the app. And then I'll have to go to the other menu and then scroll through to see if I got likes or comments on photos. And then I'll have to go to messages just to see if anyone messaged me. But it helps extremely. Now... Just from that experience, so thanks, Rob, I have notifications turned off for almost every app on my phone. Um, I have messages, obviously, give me notifications, but I will um, pretty much not check that until certain times during the day. I'm trying to use my time as effectively as possible. Um, I've been trying to do that. I think the conversation with Rob really helped me through these conversations that you guys are going to hear, through the interviews I have. There's going to be different techniques that you can use and either implement or not implement. If you want to try and implement some of them, they could vastly improve your life. They could vastly improve the way um, you think. Just like I said, and the the name of this podcast is That Growth State, we're trying to get your mind into a different kind of uh, state of growth where you can get out of your own way. So Rob really helped me get out of my own way, and now I spend a lot more time doing the things I want rather than letting my phone run me. So thanks again for listening to this episode. It would it would really, really help me out. If you liked um, this channel, 
if you left a review, like a five-star review would be absolutely incredible. Only if you absolutely care and like me, then give me a five-star review um, and subscribe. That would help me tremendously. Thanks again. Cheers.